Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Air on the Head Show. Of course, Lance here speaking, and my co-host, the Arrow himself, Mr. John Fallon. John, life. How, how, how's it treating you, buddy? Life, life, life. Um, busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm putting the uh, finishing touches on uh, my next feature film as a director called Break. So we're at the finalizing, you know, color correction, sound mix, sound design composing so that's been uh, pretty hectic but got a great team so no complaints and uh in an interesting turn of events i have started therapy ah nice good good yeah not uh not fighting any more people huh <laughs> no comment yeah no i mean uh i don't know about you man but the pandemic kind of fucked me up a little bit i've tried you know different things here and there to get my brain right but um didn't work so but it looks like i found some some good dude that's able to uh, clear my cobwebs and i could go back to being uh the man beast uh, i've always been so there you go well i respect it because i feel like there's uh, an older generation that never really got that uh i mean let's be honest the sopranos was the whole thing about was about the fact that this guy you know couldn't uh deal with his emotion i mean obviously the mob and all the murder but good i'm proud of you (laughs) no i know i know i know it's a bit of a uh even me i was raised like you know men Men don't cry. That's the way I was raised. You know, men, men, men stuff those fucking emotions down. That's the way I was raised. Uh, but, you know, I like to think we've evolved as a society and uh, men's mental health issues. You know, I, I think it's becoming more and more acceptable. And I think it's the right thing to do. I always say, you know, my dad and dad, I'm sorry, bro. But my dad used to say, a real man doesn't cry. And at some point when I got older, I turned him back on him and I said, no, a real man does cry. Because it takes fucking balls to be vulnerable. That's guts, braveness, to be vulnerable as a man. So if you're hiding, then you're a fucking coward. But anyways, we're here to talk about movies, right? <laughs> well, well, real quick, let me, t- let me tie it in movies just so it feels yeah, authentic. Yeah. As a grown man, if you don't care people a little when Sloan is giving that speech in the, the Six Rocky movie to his son, yeah. then you're not a man. If you don't get a little bit of tear when Andrew Friend is standing in that boat and Red walks with that hat and flies off, you know, you're not a man. So, uh, so guys, look, we before we dive into this show's uh, movie, we have some great news. You know, as you know, you're watching this on the Joe Blow Horror Originals channel. But we're opening up our own Arrow in the Head show channel. Yeah, it'll be in the description. Hopefully, it'll be right below us as we're talking right now. All right. So, guys, please, you love the show. You like, you know, hanging out with us, talking about horror. Come and subscribe to the new channel. The show will be fully transitioned from Joe Blow Horror Originals to the Arrow on the Head show channel. And we want to keep doing this. We want to keep bringing our bald asses into your living room, talking fucking horror shit. So uh, come on down. Well, I think now that brass tax is out of the way, let's talk yeah. about, I think, the most important part, except for the movie itself, which would be drinks. Um, I'm trying something new again. Eliminated hard liquor from my home just to kind of like help me out with this whole therapy business. So I'm going um, with a beer that I never drank. Oh, still, man. It still is a good one. Yeah. 
What about you? What, what are you sipping? Uh, I actually ended up bottling some of my mead, so I got the old uh, blueberry mead right now. Uh, finally ready to drink. And as if you can see from, depending on my hand, I got a few more jugs of different Man. kinds bubbling back there. So yeah, trying to be um, proactive and make my own booze. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you for supporting us and joining us. And cheers to you, Lance. You bold prick. Oh, my friend! I love cold beer. You know, I put the mug in the freezer and it's ice cold. I fucking love it. But we're shaking shit up. So you want to introduce the film or uh, shall I? I grew up, I always say this in a lot of my videos, but I'm going to continue. I grew up in the era of the video store. Um, yeah, I had a great. small, I don't know if it's mom and pop because I think it was more Midwest, but I had a family video, which is better than, than uh, Blockbuster because we had porn and we also had like, you know, weirder movies. Um, not, and so... Critters one and two were, you know, very influential to that sort of era of my life. Yeah, and it brings us to I think we're going to start with the OG, which is uh, 1986's Critters. Clearly influenced by Gremlins, even though yeah. according to IMDb it was is written before it. But sure. We'll talk about that later. Sure. Before we kind of get into the the nitty gritty, I would say what makes Critters a unique flick as opposed to just another little monster one, which I I still love. Like I love Ghoulies, I love Puff Master, I love everything small. Critters sort of goes in different directions. It's not the movie is advertised. And I got to think that's probably why it stands as sort of cult test of time is because it's, it, it goes a little farther, yeah. maybe a little more convoluted, but I yeah. think in, in the best ways, it's that sort of, it kind of reminds me of like a higher budget, like full moon film, you know, central location, clearly not too much money, but just enough in the right places. And it's, it's a damn fine time. Yeah, no, definitely for you guys who haven't seen creators, number one, shame on you. Number two, uh, the film is about, uh, Actually, it's exactly what you were talking about. It's about these porcupine alien space criminals who escape. <laughs> space criminals, I love it. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're space criminals, yeah. and they escape, and their 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 ship, you know, winds up on Earth, and they wind up terrorizing, uh, you know, a, a small like farm family. Yeah, it was directed by Stefan Herrick, right? I think that that spells Stephen to me. Stephen King, S D P H E N. Stephen. Herrick sounds good to me, though. We could we could agree on that one. Stephen, Stephen Herrick. King. Stephen King. So why write it S T E P H E N and not S T E V E N? Why not write Jeff as J E F F instead of G O F F? I mean, sometimes it's just different spellings. I'm willing to put money down, buddy. G O F F is Joff, no? It's not it's Jeff. Jeff. It's, it's Jeff. Well, anyways, directed by that dude. Who uh, you know did the great uh, Bill Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure? He did MacGruber. He did something else that I know you love, and I forgot what it was. Okay, hold on. How we, I, dude? I swear you're skipping over everything that's important. Okay, as a director, uh, let's start off. Critters, Bill yeah. Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. A classic. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Mighty Ducks, Three Musketeers, Mr. Holland's Opus. It doesn't. You're Canadian. Don't you guys like? Aren't you born? Love, like, I love hockey? hockey, but growing up, of course you do. Yes. Yeah. Like Miracle, like Mystery Alaska, like uh, Maurice Richard. Um, it's a French Canadian movie. One of the greatest hockey players ever lived from Montreal Canadiens, Maurice Richard. I like that. Mighty Ducks, bunch of fucking brats. Okay. But I get it. I get it. I get to fight you. I'm just saying. Let's give the guy credit. Even Mr. Uh, I've never seen fight. it. I've never seen it. So we're talking shit. You haven't seen the Mighty Ducks. No, I don't give a shit about this movies, man. It's not my oh, thing. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Well, either way, I'm just saying, guy had a pretty solid little start, and then yeah, with TV, but 
what I really like about the film is that it gets its cock and eats it too. What I really like about this movie, it gets its pussy and eats it too. That work? No. It gets its hooker and it eats her too. What? Are you outraged? I, 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 just I, just, I would have stuck with the, the one before. It makes more sense. What, what I like about this one, it has its cake and eats it too. Is that the expression? Yes. Yeah. It's not funny, though, but we'll go it's, with it. It's, uh, it's just supposed to be uh, informational. <laughs> exactly. Because on one end, you know, it's funny little porcupines. You know, they have their own language, which I love that they had like their legit language with subtitles. They drive spaceships, but at the same time, it's also scary. Uh, I found the first scary, maybe is a strong word, suspenseful. There you go. I thought the first creators had a lot of suspense, especially in the first, like I would say, half an hour, 40 minutes when they land and the family unit is, you know, being terrorized and everything is hinted at before, you know, you kind of like get full reveals of uh, the critters. And and I think that is attributed to the fact that the family unit, which was uh, D. Wallace, of course, who played, you know, the mom in E.T., the mom in Cujo, she played a mom a lot. Now the mom in this, Scott Grimes, who I know from Critters. But by the way, guys, FYI, he did a great movie called, that really went under the radar called Nightlife. And it was basically the Lost Boys, but for the zombie subgenre. It's really hard to find. I actually have the laser disc, but uh, definitely seek it out. It's 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 worth a watch. It's pretty good. I like the family unit. I believe in the family unit. I like the characters. And then when they start being threatened by the critters, I felt anxiety for them because I didn't want them to get whacked. You know, much like in Gremlins, I didn't want the mom or uh, you know the dad or Zach Galligan to get whacked either. So I think that that really worked in terms of having suspense. I agree. I think, but that I think has to do a lot with the era. That's the thing I really love about sort of the 80s and especially like the mid late 80s. Credit Spielberg, even though I'm not sure if necessarily he he was the one that invented it or just maybe perfected it, but there is that sort of charm with the yeah. family, you know, the, the the daughter, and then you got she's like dating like the the kind of yuppie-ish Billy Zane. The yeah. father's like an old-fashioned farmer. The you know the uh, the kid Grimes is just this sweet little redhead. Even um Don Opper is Charlie. It's yeah. like you know it clearly like. A, a little slow, I guess, in the movie, but like has a lot of heart, help, helps with the dad. You know, there's there's a, a charm to it for sure um, that I don't think would necessarily be put in today. I don't, I don't think it's like that type of thing. There's there's a very sentimental sort of vibe you get from this. Um, the Amblin vibe, basically. Yes. Exactly. And Stranger yeah. Things ripped that off. And now, you know, that's why everybody's loving the 80s now, which is great for us because, you know, we're huge. 80s guys so my thing that was uh, as much as you love a family thing i think what i like the most is that it actually isn't as focused on the creatures as opposed to the set of two fish out of water bounty hunters that come down yeah. and just destroy shit the old movie i think that's a kind of a cool bait and switch the cover is this giant critter which you almost never see um the movie's called critters and it's like they are the focus in terms of like they they drive the narrative half the movie is um Og and Lee yeah just sort of figuring shit out and I think that's kind of yeah. a cool little balance you know like you said fish out of water kind of things you know like the bowling alley scene or uh the church scene yes yeah. just trying to figure out how to drive or or the one guy always choosing new faces yeah um but I there's something about that I think is kind of charming now because I sit back and I think like there's no need for it and that's why early in the in this episode I said it convoluted but in the best way and what I mean by that is that I don't know some meteor crash 
the, the crites be a part of that or, or maybe they grow out of it and then they start killing people. But like you said earlier, no, they're prison escapees. They have a language. They're, they're like being hunted by these alien things. Bounty hunters have to like pick faces. There's just a lot of stuff going on that doesn't need to be there. But when it's of, there, yeah. But it elevates this to be yeah. something I think special. I mean, the bounty hunters, which, you know, for me, of course, it reminded me of Terminator. You know, Kyle Reese was sent, you know, back to protect and, you know, kill the Terminator. And in this one, the bounty hunters are sent to catch the Krites. I don't know, it reminded me of Terminator. Not that they're there to protect anybody. They're there to, you know, whack the Krites, but still reminded me of Terminator. Because yeah, he was, uh, like, figuring stuff out as well. Yeah. For me, the bounty hunters, on paper, it should have been what, you know, you have your main narrative, and then you spend too much time here. Then you have, like, a subplot to, to cut away, you know, to cut away to and, and make things, you know, feel more more dynamic. But they took a lot of space. Yeah, they took a lot of room, more room than, you know, I thought a movie of, uh, I'm going to be pretentious here this ilk uh would have but you know what it worked and yeah. and personally i could you know give a 10 on 10 on critters right now just based on the color of the night music video by johnny Steele. It, it's a classic color of the night the streets are calling <laughs> no you're not a fan <laughs> No, I think it's it's an absolute terrible song. It's actually I think, at least part of the movie, yeah. Really? That's an awesome... Dude, it's token 80s pop rock. It's, you know, I don't know if you noticed in terms of eight like 80s pop rock, a lot of songs have to do with shit happening at night. I... Oh, man. No? Uh, Whoa. Uh... Uh, what? No. All right. I'm hey, love, no, love I mean, I know about it. I mean, I would argue that if we're going to talk about the best song about the night, I would probably go back to the 70s and Seeger's Night Moose. You know, yeah, great song, though. Way up firm and high. You also like the Shocker song. So I know you like cheesy shit, you know? Shocker. Paul Stanley, yo. Come on. You don't like the Shocker? Oh, man. I mean, it, it's coming fun. from a guy that hadn't seen Shocker until, you know. He grew fucking pubic hairs. I mean, I would have hated it when I saw it as a kid. I wouldn't. I would not have liked that song. Trust me. It's, really? It's not my thing. I love that song. It's that. Well, I love what you love, man. Situation. I was going to say the Kyoto Brothers. I think you know, with the uh, put something really cool together for a small budget. If anything, why they're still relevant today? Why I have the shelf factory box set is because it's such a cool design. Like you said, it's a it's a porcupine with like thirty rows of teeth. They could roll into balls, you know, yeah. they could they could speed away. They have like uh poisonous quills. Yeah. It's just a really cool, like uh, I don't know if the word is an amalgamation, but I, I think what that ends up being is a really cool sort of like iconic design. Yeah, and they, to this and they day. grow as they eat. In this one, they didn't I wish they continued that uh later on, but yeah, because the big one yeah. is just snacking the whole time. And then you got that uh four feet ever, tall. Yeah, you ever see the picture, the promotional picture with him like D Wallace? It's it's almost like a serious yeah. catalog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No money aside, and being a low budget sort of movie that's really more focused on the bounty hunters, I think that's a great design and a, and something that you know I I wish we went back to in a better way because you know we haven't had a good critics from honestly since the second. Sad to say. Um. Well, I was always iffy on the second one. Really, it surprises me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, keep in mind, I haven't seen it in a very long time. I actually saw it on the big screen. Oh, that's kind of cool. I saw it on the big screen because I was a huge fan of the first one, which I saw on VHS. I saw it again on VHS, and I don't think I've seen it ever since. I always felt that they had more money, and I think it was more acts towards comedy than the first film. 
yeah, I remember yeah, little, correctly. Little, I might be talking little, out of my ass, but I, I just remember feeling the pacing wasn't as good. Uh, I remember it was set during Easter, and I remember that giant snowball of critters, you know, that giant ball of critters. Yeah, and this one, they could like form bigger balls. It was kind of yeah, a cool idea. Yeah, line me up for a joke. I have no joke, but yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I've, I'll, I'll, I'm actually going to rewatch part two because I'm, I have an, an inkling that uh, I like it better on this round. I mean, I'll say this just for the people watching. It's my it's my favorite. It's the one I go back to. I think it's like Terminator 2 where the first Terminator was the head that sort of slash or horror element. Yeah. And the second one, pure action. This one is pure action. I mean, it does lean the humor a little, but I would actually say it's, it's an action flick first and foremost. Really? Um, absolutely. I mean, it's just like constantly fighting them off. They're, they're getting wiser, smarter, they're figuring shit out. It's fun. I don't know. I think Big Garris uh, did a kick-ass job. Um, but I mean, the first one though, is a uh, classic persona, right? I mean, like I said with Terminator, like this, the first one leads more. I don't, I don't well, I like, like Terminator more. 1 and 2. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. I respect that. Leaner, respect meaner, that. you know, and like you said, you know, there's like some horror tones to it that I really like. And uh, I like right. Arnold, you know, or the T-800 as the villain. I thought he was fucking... Yeah, forget about it. The two scenes that will always be engraved in my memory from Terminator is the uh, shootout in Tech Noir, the 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 bar, yeah. the eighties bar, the you club? know. Oh yeah, the club you thing. You got yeah. me burning in the third degree. Great song, by the way. And uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna stop talking about eighties music. We'll never get along. Of course, the uh, police station shootout. For fuck's sake, yeah, that's a scene with fucking balls. You don't see that shit in T2. No, no, it's, it, it went action for sure. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I'm a T2 guy, but I respect you liking T1 because yeah, it's it's more intimate, like Critters. Yeah, Critters is more of an intimate movie. More, you yeah, know, it's darker. It has comedy, but it, you're absolutely right though. It it does lean more into suspense for sure, and like the you know the creatures are pretty much hidden. I mean, I think that's probably more for budget, but yeah, it, it works. It has um, the one location spiel, you know, it's family trapped in on the farm. Critters trying to you know kind of like Night Living Dead or yeah. yeah. You know, all the, all the, you know, films that low budget films, you know, one location, but I'll give part two another shot. Part three. I mean, let's stop. Three okay. should have been awesome because setting things in a building is such a cool idea. But part three, man, is boring, boring. Oh, which is funny because, you know, you're quoted on the back of part three. Like I said, I have the shop factory box set and I realized this not too long ago. I was, uh, I went through all of them when I got it. And again, you know, I'll watch three and four once in a while just because I bought this, but I don't like them. Um, three is disappointing because I think it ruined a cool concept. Four just sucks. But on the back of part three, if you could see, I mean, you probably can't, but let me read off. Leonardo DiCaprio gives another good performance, Air in the Head, in this ravenous fun sequel. And I'm thinking, well, obviously, if you're putting Air in the Head for Critters 3, it has to be you. This isn't like a oh, new yeah, review. Me, yeah. So what about Critters 3, John? Oh, no, no. You know, that, that's funny. I, I remember this one movie. When you know I was reviewing and it would pull my quote. This one movie was called Just None, not the Nun, not like the Nun, the, the James One thing. Just None. It was a Spanish horror movie, and I gave it like a one star, one star and a half. I always try to find you know, there's good things, there's good things, even a piece of shit. You know, I said something positive about None. I think it was something like uh, the editing was sharp and blah blah blah, and you know they put that on the back, you know, hair on the head even though I gave it a bad review. So I think Critters 3 is probably a similar, I don't remember how much I gave it or anything, similar thing where, you know, I had some good, DiCaprio was good. And what, what else did I fucking say? John Fallon said, uh, basically gives another good performance in this ravenously fun sequel. I guess I had a good time. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't remember a fucking scene from it, but uh, same thing with part four. And I think yeah. they did they did Critters Attack, right? Part there's four. a there's a straight to well, a DVD movie, and there's a web series. I <laughs> I checked out both of them. They're both horrendous. Oh yeah, like, embarrassingly bad. Like How can I you fuck up of... Critters, man. Like really, like because I think you need to care. I think this is one of those like I don't know somebody didn't care. It also takes money because you need the critters to look good. And they look like shit. I put a clip right here. No, it's lame, but you know it's one of those things. It's meant to be in the eighties. Yeah, you know some things are meant to stay in the past, and I think critters one of them. I'd love for them to bring it back, but I'm so I don't know. I don't I'm not, I don't say nihilistic, but I'm just I don't believe in anything anymore. And I think anytime they bring something back, it's like you got a one in a million chance. Yeah, and I was like like honestly what. Twin Peaks and what Ash vs. Evil Dead, what else have they brought back where it felt like it, it had the magic? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that's, you know, I know you're a younger pup than I am, you know, but one thing that blows about getting to my old geezer age, they keep bringing everything back and it never lives up to it for the most part. Um, like now I, I read this morning, they're bringing back, um, they're doing a, a The Omen prequel. <laughs> Why? Like, you know, that's it. That's all I have to say. You know, I, Omen, the original is a masterpiece, is uh, basically a slasher movie uh, and most likely inspired the Final Destination franchise because all the kills are based on accidents. Mm -hmm. It really reminds me of Final Destination. That's one uh, of the military. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And three is the one with Sam Neill, which I really enjoyed. Totally. Yeah. And, and cool four, little ending. Four was an HBO thing oh that you know kind of like a loose remake uh of the first one but with a little girl as opposed to a little boy and it's shit and it's directed by um we keep going to different tangents today but that's okay it's directed by dominique Oterin gerard the mastermind behind halloween five so i rest my oh, yeah well it just proves you that as much as i love critters i mean i i would be worried if they if they ever came back with any sort of money you know maybe maybe the kyoto brothers want to come back directing it awesome but it was in, until somebody does it well i mean there's more bad critters than good and that's where yeah. i realized like yeah i gotta walk away and be like you know what one and two man are my jam and that's it yeah no i totally uh i concur even though like i said two i was never i gave it like a six on ten two at the time i remember yeah. I mean, oh, how yeah. about this give it a look and then if you don't yeah. like it we'll have an episode like i said the things that really did need to be there made this extra special yeah yeah so the full no. moon elements, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I know Full Moon probably came, came out after because it was 90s, but there was something about the band era that I love of like, you know, like $300,000, one cool concept. And it's like, okay, how do we make it work? You know, Puppet yeah. Masters is like this. It's like, yeah, how do you take little things, kill and make it fun? And yeah, credit's always been. I like small things, man. Always have, always will. So yeah, I, small murders things always will always be here. Well, actually, you know, out of curiosity, as we both know, when Gremlins came out in 84, it you know prompted a bunch of knockoffs uh critters being one of them even though it was written before but yeah my ass out of the gremlins knockoffs so we're talking about ghoulies troll munchies elves those are the ones i got and of course critters which one's your favorite oh uh ghoulies one and two even though I, I probably lean more ghoulies over too. critters no 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 i think we said like besides gremlin critters i would no 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 with critters in the in the bag oh no no it's, it's gremlins and critters i mean i have i have like four of these in my house nice um <laughs> and if you i think it's right yeah right there i got a critter i've always wanted awesome, one i mean it's man. obviously different yeah so i was like hell yeah dude i'll take it man 
25 ain't bad as it that's yeah you gonna... still one. i'm still gonna fucking oh yeah online yeah that's cool man well guys how about you let us know what you think do you like critters have you seen critters you give a fun about critters go ahead and critters too you know since sean doesn't remember liking it i'm curious if i'm the crazy one you know uh let us know what you think man you fan of critters are you a fan of critters too just fucking go nuts and uh you know we'll interact with you guys and once again we are migrating to our own channel we're really excited about it we we have a feeling that it will bring the show where we've been trying to get it so please come and join us on that uh journey and i don't mean to subscribe in the description yeah please so and that's it man well look i'm gonna go uh finish this beer and lance always great to see you bro all right buddy until next time everybody i'll see you guys soon and uh you know, drink and stay safe. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Be good. Hello, my friend.